0: Well, welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 14 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, plus anything else that might be going on in, in today's news or in sports or in my personal life. So welcome, 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 everybody. Today is a Friday, July 2nd. It is the 4th of July weekend. So happy 4th of July to everybody out there. To me, this is one of the the best holidays outside of Christmas and Easter in my opinion that we celebrate. We are celebrating the independence of this great nation, and that can never be overlooked. We need to continue to recognize uh how unique our our country is and how awesome our country is despite what is of the left and the the Marxists out there are trying to do to, to, to bring it down to make it another arm of the Communist uh, uh, Party, the Chinese Communist Party, I should say, and it is it's it's disappointing, and you know the 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 things that are going on in our country. In terms of the way our children are being educated and the way they are being, their mindsets are being changed. And so, for example, the critical race theory. This is a big one that's run through the country. And if you haven't seen what critical race theory, it is basically a a theory, a belief that is now being taught that those of white supremacy, white skin, have dominated. And that the only way to reverse historical prejudice and racism is to be is to be racist to to, to change those and make that the um, change and make the the white person pay in reparations or in awards more proportionately because of based on what is perceived to be disadvantages of those of of color per se. So it is again it is. No matter what they they say, it is. It is. It is racism. It is racism, and all. And it's teaching our children to be racist, and it needs to be stopped. And that is, you know, the this one. What I want to talk about today is, we have. It, it's no mystery that our secret that's gone on and for. The last ten years, that if there was anything that the left disagreed with or uh, did not like, their their go-to move is racism. It's, it's a very easy ar- attack that they like to make. It's the first attack they want to make, and it has crippled people. People, it has brought people to their knees because the, nobody wants to be called a racist, and it's one of those things that there's almost no response to it that it, that will satisfy anybody. You can't say I'm not racist. Uh, because that that just makes you racist. I can't say I don't see color. They, they, they now said that if you don't see color, that means you're racist. Being colorblind is racist. We have to recognize the the differences. But and so it is a it's it, it has become a powerful weapon that people use, and that if you don't bow the knee, and do as, as you're told. You're, you're going to get slapped with being racist. And it's, it's disappointing. I saw a, a TED talk by a, a gentleman named, he was actually interviewed by Dan Crenshaw on his podcast. And then I went and watched his, his TED talk and I'll put a link to it because it's, it's really interesting in, in terms of, uh, how you know how how we've gotten here, and really what we what you know the way we need to approach race. His name is John Guyton, and the TED Talk was called "Everyone Has Hardship," and that is not what he named the TED Talk. He named it "The Race Card Is Dead." And in that TED Talk, he gives an example, and and for for a clarification, that he is African American, he is black, and he is he tells a story that he was on a flight got upgraded to first class. He's in sitting in first class. And he the flight attendant comes along and ta- and starts taking everybody's drink orders. And she's going down through the aisle and she gets to him and she skips him and continues to move on and then ends up taking his order last. Now he's the only black person in first class and he's, his order was taken last. So obviously this is racist. That is the first, that that is the only explanation for this. That is the first explanation that anybody would jump to. And so he was taken back by it a bit, a little bit. And so he thought he would do something different. He would just ask the question. So he pulled the flight attendant over and asked, you know, is there any methodology, procedure, that you go through that dictates the order in which you take people's um, orders here in first in first class, and the flight attendant responded, "Yes, we do it based on flight status." And so, in that particular instance, he he was only a gold member on American Airlines, while everybody else in first class were platinum, executive platinum, and so thus it dictated that his order be taken last. Taken last, but in most cases. That person would go on – most people would go on and believe that that was a, a racist event. And so in his, his TED Talk, he talks about how, hey, let's take race out of the equation and go through through the, the data and evaluate and see are there any other possible explanations to why a certain event could happen. And, you know, I'll tell you, he he tells an interesting story about when he was seven years old, and he determined that Santa Claus was racist. And so I I encourage you to go listen to it. And I say all that to say that now, you know, we've come full circle. And there is now a a book out there that from a Carol Anderson, where she is uh, saying that the Second Amendment is racist, and that it was created to keep African Americans down. In in her book, she says that the quote-unquote well-regulated militia inspired in the Second Amendment was created to provide a mechanism to quell potential slave uprisings. Anderson claims the Second Amendment provided the cover, the assurances that Patrick Henry and George Mason needed that the militias would not be controlled by the federal government, but that they would be controlled by the states and at the beck and call of states to be able to put down Any uprisings, that the reason that we were arming our populace was to to be able to control the slaves or the African American. And if you know anything about our founding fathers, you will know that that is Completely false, they, having you know recently been under the thumb of the Great Britain, uh, the founders understood that the capacity of the government to infringe on the rights of its people was universal, and that such tyranny could ultimately exist in America and so the founders viewed the individual right to keep and bear arms as essentially preserving the freedom and liberty of our citizenry. Anderson, in her book, she says, she's uh, also, is a fear-mongering is another move of, of the left. She says, stating in her belief that the recent efforts in Texas to pass constitutional carry, which we have passed, is a result of the growing diversity of Texas and predicts predicts the state will become a slaughterhouse if the bill continues the law. It goes on talk here. But um this is a continued you know, this book is just again another continued effort of the left, one to rewrite history completely and to completely change the, the, the viewpoint of our founding fathers and why this country was created and what the existence of the second amendment is really about. The, uh, truth of the matter is that it's not the second amendment that is racist, but it's been all, it's been historically the gun control efforts that have been put in place that that is truly racist. So following the Civil War, after the Civil War, Southern states started enacting what were called Black Codes designed to keep ex-slaves in slavery and submission. And for example, in Mississippi, it said no freedmen freed man, freed slave, shall keep or carry firearms of any kind or any ammunition without police permission. In areas where the Ku Klux Klan took control, almost universally the first thing done was to disarm the Negroes and leave them defenseless. In a sense, the Ku Klux Klan, which is an arm of the Democratic Party, I say it still exists, the Democrat Party will was the party of the Ku Klux Klan. The Ku Klux Klan was the first gun control group, as well as America's first domestic terrorist organization. So as these laws started uh, propagating, Congress stepped in and created the Freedom Bureau Act, insisting that the constitutional constitutional right to bear arms, shall be secured and enjoyed by all citizens. Congress uh, followed up with civil rights in the 14th Amendment to ensure that no state would ever violate the civil rights of Americans. So after... Um the, the 14th Amendment forced states to repeal a lot of these laws that were explicitly forbidding black people from owning guns. So then the white uh, Democratic white supremacist legislatures, like in Tennessee, enacted what, a, a rule called the Army and Navy Law. And what it did was it barred the sale of any handgun except the Army and Navy model, the Colt. And the ex-Confederate soldiers already had, had, had these high-quality guns, but poor black um, Americans— could not bear, could not afford these expensive guns. And so though they were unable to have guns available to them that, that they could afford to buy. Other states followed, um, with these neutral laws banning inexpensive guns or requiring permits to own a gun. And one Florida judge explained the laws were passed for the purpose of disarming the Negro laborers and never intended to be applied to the white population. Jim Crow laws also became the foundation of gun control in America. Again, Jim Crow laws were part of the Democratic Party. These laws spread to the North in the early decades of the 20th century aimed primarily at immigrants, Italians and Jews, or labor agitators, or in response to blacks having defended themselves against race riots. So again, whenever you hear somebody say that something is is racist, first let's take you need to take uh, what the race out of this scenario and determine uh, what the cause uh, could be that caused that situation. And we have to continue to not let the left, the Democratic, the Marxists that are trying to take over this country to rewrite history and flip it and say – and that is so they continue to flip – the the perspective and saying that you know they completely distance themselves from the fact that the Democratic Party was the one that created the Ku Klux Klan, they created Jim Crow laws, they were they are racist. They're still really founded in racism and they're they're trying to cover it up with things like critical race theory and changing, you know, your perspective on things, but and then saying that the the Second Amendment was actually racist. So this is, this time, and, and I, you know, it's hard to talk about this in this, the 4th of July like this, but, you know, this time is critical in our nation. We have to stand up. We have to continue to fight. And I keep, as a mantra of this podcast, we have to fight. We have to keep people educated out there. And any, any narrative that the second amendment was, is, is racist needs to be squelched and put down. And people need to understand that our founding fathers created the second amendment because they had lived in an area where the first thing that they did was the, the British, British government tried to. Take away our arms. That was the first part. Of how the how the Revolutionary War started was efforts to capture mun- munition stashes that the colonists had, had had stored away and take away their arms, so that they knew that they could not rebel and stand up against the the, the, the British uh, monarchy. But and what does that sound like? That sounds like exactly what we're going to say today. Beto Iraq, I'm going to come and take your AR-15s. Whenever Biden was questioned, you know, people think that you're going to be out there taking away their their guns. And he said, bingo, you have no right to own these guns. So, and that unless you've got an F-15 or nuclear weapons, you're not going to be able to take down the U.S. government. So that is what they're trying to do. They're trying to squelch us and, and keep us down. And our founding fathers knew the importance of the Second Amendment and that it was the one right that we had that would protect all of our other rights. And without it, all the others start to fall. So continue to be diligent out there, protect our second amendment. And we have to fight, fight, fight. So I hope everybody out there has a great 4th of July. Enjoy your weekend. And I ask you to uh, share this podcast. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to it, subscribe to it, no cost in subscribing to it. Follow it. Uh, It's another... His terminology, follow me on social media. I'll put the link to Mr. Guidon's TED Talk in this in the show notes, so you can go listen to it. I highly encourage you to listen to it. It's short. It's only about 12 minutes long, or maybe 20 minutes or so long. It's not very long. It's very good. Uh, he's very well-spoken, and, and it's entertaining. So I encourage you to go watch that. Share that with your friends, because again, we have to change our, our mindset in terms of how we look at these issues. Again, have a great Fourth of July, and I will talk to you later.